Hey, friend. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And you're listening to another episode of Who I Do. The podcast that's going to tell you how you can have it all. I love the conversation we have. Yes, we talked to Brittany, who is, an, I would say she's newly engaged. But when I tell you she has it all together, she has it all together. She would put all of us to shame. <laughs> like, she really would. Like, like the fact that she has all her vendors and her wedding is not until next June, June 2023. Um, and she already has everything in place. Like, I am like, wow. And she has a lot going on. Um, um, I won't I won't give you all, all the details just yet, you know, because you'll find out in the, in the episode. But definitely enjoy talking to her. She has a wealth of information and a wealth of knowledge. Um, and she definitely dropped some gems towards the end. So definitely listen to the very end. And, you know, we definitely have to bring her back. We really do. Like Tania said, not going to give too much away. So just go and enjoy it right now. very special guest with us tonight. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Brittany Gerald. I am a June 2023 bride. Um, my field of work, I work in clinical research. I'm a senior manager of clinical trial diversity and inclusion at a major biotechnology company. And on the side, I have a business, two of them. One right now is called My Lactation Navigation, where we provide resources and education for lactation support uh, for specifically women of color. And then probably next month, I'll be um, launching my postpartum navigation where we're helping Black women monitor their health because Black women are two to three times more likely to die during childbirth or soon after. So that's a huge piece for me. And I also have a podcast. <laughs> it's like my own little known secret where I interview. It goes with my lactation navigation where I interview Black and Brown professional women on how they navigate breastfeeding and their careers. Ooh, yes. I love that. And you're planning a wedding, like yes, yes. And we have a three-year-old daughter, so I don't know. I just love like tacking on more stuff because it keeps me <laughs> keeps me alive. But I'm like, this is like one of the happiest moments of my life with like work and my business and planning a wedding. Like I wake up like so excited because I love being creative, and there's nothing like being a creative and designing your own wedding. So yes, very excited. Ooh. So when Ashley told me about you, I was like, yeah, she's the true MVP. Like, <laughs> y'all are doing a lot and yes. planning a wedding. And <laughs> I mean, I was stressed out during my planning process. So I give it to you because you look like you had just been flowing easily. Like, you're excited. <laughs> you're happy. <laughs> so. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, ask me in March. But no, like as of now, like, <laughs> Right. Like you're in that stage of like, you're just paying people like you're just, you know, maybe you have a vendor here or there you got to find. But for the most part, you just 
you yeah. ghosting right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll circle back like when it's right, time to right. start sending out invitations. <laughs> and... <laughs> what <are you> doing? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I saw this TikTok maybe a, like a few weeks ago and somebody was saying how like they did not realize how many like last minute expenses pop mm-hmm. up like in those last two weeks. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because I just started thinking back to like, we had an Amazon card of just like things where I was like, okay, got to yeah. grab this, got to grab this. And then I looked up and it's like, okay, that's like $1,200. Um, All right, just go ahead, purchase it. Like you, we need all of this. And then of course, some of it did not arrive in time. Oh man. But yeah, that's not going to happen to you. You're going to yeah. be fine. Because how be fine. I am, I see those posts and I write that list down. So like I have things in my calendar like scheduled and then when I need to order something or need to follow up, that's also in my calendar. <laughs> so like, see. that keeps me organized because like otherwise like I can't. Yeah, I like to prevent stress. So I like really plan a lot in advance. Oh, no, that's good. That's yes. the only way to go. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was not that way. <laughs> I was not that way. I wish I had all these, like all the stuff I see now and know now and even the places we're in, like if I, if I would have had that this time last year, Mm -hmm. yeah, but yes, why this podcast is so great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. We are talking about all of the things basically that are like happening in your life. Cause I feel like more than anything, especially like, is women, black women, we hear time and time again, like the conversation of, can you have it all? Can you have the career? Can you have the spouse? Can you have the family? Can you, you know, buy the house, like do all of these things. And for so many, it feels like you have to pick, like you can't necessarily have it all when you want it, right? Like maybe down the line, you have it all eventually, but like, as you're going through it, sometimes it feels like you can't. And so for you, you are like actually living the dream of like having all of the things. You have a beautiful child, you have a wonderful relationship, like you have the career, you have the like the businesses, you have all of these things. And I think so many are just like, okay, tell us your secrets. So (laughs) we are going to get into all of that soon. But um, before we go into all of that first, just like tell us how you got in first, like the public health field and space, because clinical trials already like that, that's come on. And then the diversity piece, like, thank you for doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> and also, how'd you meet your spouse? So yeah. kind of two sides, but yeah. So actually, I I got lucky. So a lot of people end up in clinical research after other careers, like being nurses Mm. or pharmacists and physicians. I actually, my mom worked in clinical research. So after college, I interned at the company she worked for. So I got in really early and then just just continued to move um, up. And then the diversity piece, actually, early, like in April, the um, FDA Food and Drug Administration was like, um, all pharmaceutical companies need to have a diversity plan when they are outlining how they plan to enroll and retain diverse participants in their clinical trials, because the FDA is going to start looking at when they get drug applications, okay, well, did you test this on everybody? And how do you know it works for, you know, the population at study? Mm -hmm. And a great example, like people really didn't know about clinical research, but then with COVID, people understood of clinical trials. But one of the things that was great about um, the COVID vaccine and the trials is that we were able to see 
early on, okay, wow, this is really affecting, you know, black people at a higher rate. They were getting, you know, sicker and dying. And so you had companies that made the intentional decision to make sure that they included a large percentage of black African-Americans in their trials. And so when it goes to the FDA, the FDA can say, yes, we see the data, we see it's effective and we'll definitely approve it. Um, so that's like that mm -hmm. piece. I'm like, that's my whole career is clinical research. I love it. And the diversity piece. Um, I have a really good friend who's a nurse practitioner and she works in oncology. And mm -hmm. she was saying that, you know, there's a lot of research out there these days. Mm -hmm. However, not with African-Americans because, you know, yeah. like we're, you know, scared mm -hmm. to even try yeah. new things or yeah. like go into these trials. And so thank you yeah. so much for doing the work because, yeah. you know, like you and, are making a difference. And that's the piece uh, of it. We have the mistrust. You have the Tuskegee syphilis trials. You mm -hmm. put so many trials and then there's just mistrust in general. And so for us, we're always trying to bring in more investigators of color because they're more comfortable yeah. if you see a physician or a nurse that looks like you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My fiance and I, I met is actually like 10 years ago, maybe like last week. We both lived in South Florida at the time. And it was just, we had just, I lived there since 2010. He just moved in 2012 and we were both like traveling a lot. We just kind of happened to like meet each other, but we met and like did a quick phone exchange, but then we didn't really get to meet again in person until like a couple of months later because he was traveling so much like overseas. And so we always say like November, like first is like our like meet, um, like date in person. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, people think, oh, it's great now. There's definitely ups and downs of every relationship. We were not together for 10 years. Um, but by like <laughs> prayer, <laughs> like hard work and sacrifice, like we're here. <laughs> that's, that's Girl, so every relationship. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> prayer and sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you had to you had to go through some things to get to kind of where you are now. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's definitely all worth it. Yeah. Uh, all right. One more question before we go into this or that. So what made you start your businesses? Yes. So I'm very much like prepared, planning. And I just literally thought when I was pregnant with my daughter, like, oh, breastfeeding is going to be a breeze. Like, I know how to do this. I did one class. I read a book like this is great. <laughs> and that's not what happened at all. Mm. And I think the biggest thing for me is I actually went to see lactation consultants and they were basically kind of telling me, OK, well, you're not making enough milk, so you should just give up. And I'm just not that type of person that. I'm just going to give up. And so I actually mm -hmm. tried to figure out what was happening. And I studied and became a certified breastfeeding specialist. And then I realized that a lot of the advice lactation consultants give is very generic and not really taking into account people's situation. Like, for example, my milk supply was low because I wasn't breastfeeding a lot initially because my daughter was preterm. They're like, well, she's jaundiced. She needs formula. But I didn't know that if I'm giving her formula, I also still need to pump that same amount of time. But like no one's really telling me this. And so I saw an opportunity that, you know, black women already have lower rates of breastfeeding. Like what's what advice that I wish I had? And so I was like, I have a checklist. I have an ebook, like the top 10 things expected parents to know about breastfeeding and my online courses, which talk about things like breastfeeding after breast surgery, if you've had implants or reduction, you know, there's different types of nipples. So how does that affect your breastfeeding? And really like, how do you make more milk based on if you're just only nursing or if you're pumping and nursing or exclusively pumping? So it's really like, I saw a need for, there wasn't a lot of information in the space for everyone scenario. People either think you can only nurse exclusively or only bottle feed, but there's so much in between and that wasn't being addressed. And then with the um, my, my postpartum navigation, just again, you know, we have our black women that are dying at higher rates in childbirth and delivery and postpartum. And I just feel like, and then when you're a mom, you just have a baby, 
you don't focus on yourself. It's like, is a baby eating? Is it sleeping? I know I'm not sleeping. And so just having um, a tool, that's going to be an app where they can kind of put in their symptoms and the kind of monitors like, hey, you know what? Your blood pressure has been high for a couple of days. Or you said you had chest pain and leg pain. That could be, you know, blood clot, pulmonary embolism, you know, so it's really showcasing and highlighting how we need to be advocates for them when they're in such a sensitive and vulnerable state. And so to me, it's like experience with myself and my friends. And I'm just really passionate about helping address these health disparities in our black and brown women and babies. We definitely need you out there because there's a lot of information that we just don't know. If not you, you know, like, yes, so much. I feel like when it comes to servicing black women and like people of color, it's not it's a gap that's usually filled by another woman, <laughs> another black yeah. woman or a person yeah. of color, mm-hmm. because they're the ones that realize the gap exists and that it needs to be filled. No one else is, it doesn't bother you, you know, right. cause that's not your life or that's not your story. Mm-hmm. And we hear it all the time, you know, mm-hmm. like, I feel like, especially, um, the mortality rates and just like the experiences that black women and brown women are having, like when they're giving birth or even approaching, you know, that time frame. And then how are you dealing with it afterwards? Like, how is, are you, are you dealing with postpartum? Are you not? And then do you feel like you can talk to people about that? So that's, yeah. Yeah. I'm not there yet, but yeah, you have a baby and then you see your doctor six weeks later, but so much can happen in between. So even that piece, it's like so much can happen then. And I'm like, we have to address this gap. So seriously. Oh, thank you. That's good that you have a podcast too. So you're definitely going (laughs) to, definitely going to follow that (laughs) for the near future. (laughs) Well, let's go into our favorite game, which is this or that. Where we pick between one option or the other and uh, explain why. So, because you're our guest, Brittany, we will let you go first. And then, Tania, it'll be your turn. Then, circle back around. So, we're going to do a quick four rounds. Um, this is nothing scary at all. So, just kind of putting that out there. But to start, would you prefer to be a stay at home wife while your spouse works or be the breadwinner while your spouse stays at home? Ooh, that's hard. <laughs> oh my God. I'd be the breadwinner while my spouse stayed at home. Mm. And that is hard for me to say because I very much want to work, but I also don't want to be like the only one working. So he'd have to have like a podcast or something on the side. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I'm going to be working. Okay. Tania, what about you? Um, I'd probably be a stay-at-home mom okay. and have my husband work, but I don't, I don't know. Like that's not in real life. In real life, that wouldn't happen. But to answer this question, mm-hmm. I, like I'll be a stay-at-home mom. That's, that's all we need. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be real life, just the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't want to ask my husband for no money. Mm-mm. <laughs> Like, <laughs> right. um, yeah, I feel the same. I, but I don't even think in this fictional world that I would just like be at home doing nothing, you know, like, so we're pretty much in agreement. 
mentally. Even though we didn't say the exact same thing, we all basically there. We we still yeah. working. We're still working. Yeah, yeah, we definitely still working. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so round two, would you prefer to split the bills with your spouse or only pay for the utilities and like the streaming gaps? Ooh. I think I would split the bills okay. because I don't want, and not my spouse, my fiance wouldn't do this, but just in general, I don't want anybody holding over my head that they're paying for X, Y, and Z. Mm. And especially if, you know, the house or something like that, like I want to feel like I'm contributing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, we're, we're splitting the bills. Okay. Tania? I think I would also split the bill. Well, no, no. I probably pay for all the utilities in this room. <laughs> Let me keep my money. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I would do the utilities and entertainment too for the same reason. Like, let me try to hold on to as much as possible because <laughs> more than likely, like, the mortgage could be way more than that. So. Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right so round three would you prefer to buy a house that is 25 years old or a house new construction i'm on new construction so like my house bought in july is new construction um i do not like older homes because it's a lot of maintenance a lot of work and i i got to pick out the finishes of the house so Mm. i'm all about new and then no one's lived here so it's clean Like I don't want to have twenty five years of dirt and saging and yeah yeah no. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta pray. You gotta have like people come in your house and pray. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) like no. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tania. Definitely a new construction, just because I want to pick out everything in the house, you know. Um, and if it's not a new construction, it needs to be less than like five, maybe 10 years old. But I'm like, for this question, I'm like a new construction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say the same as someone who lives in an older home. Um, I thought I wanted an older home because I was like, oh, you get more space and stuff like that. And yes, there are pieces of that that are true, but it is old and it is, it, it's just old, you know? And so this was somebody else's house at one point. So there's like, you know, you can only make it yours to a certain point unless you do like major facelifts. And then at that point, you might as well buy new construction. So in my heart of hearts, new construction. Because my dream is to for us to buy land and build our house from scratch. Well, not us, but you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Final round. So would you prefer to have your children within a three-year window or having children within a seven-year window? Three-year window. Okay. Um, my sister and I are seven years apart and we were raised like two only children. Mm. Um, so I would prefer like be a little bit closer because I want my kids to be close in age. That makes sense. Definitely within a three year time period as well. Yeah, I'll just say three years too. Um, I see the benefits of seven, but I feel like the further you get 
like the further the one child or children are older and then you start all over it's like come on because then you're starting all the way over and it's like that kid is like six and this kid is like two months (laughs) so i mean granted like they'll be close over time but it's like it's easier when they're closer in age well that was fun and easy and painless yeah that was easy (laughs) and it was yeah i told you it was definitely painless (laughs) as well thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) but we have a lot of uh episodes to record this month so (laughs) They may not all be that easy, just putting that out there. Um, But yes, we're trying to learn how can we have it all like you? Like, how did you put, how did you, how did you make, how how did all this happen? Because a lot of us are, you know, we're wondering, we're trying to figure it out. So Tani and I just have like a bunch of questions a little, so of all of the things that are happening in your life right now, what's what what was the first thing <laughs> that occurred? Um, well, getting engaged first. Okay. Um, but I will say everything else, like my lactation navigation, my podcast, and like actually starting to plan the wedding mm-hmm. was like April of this year. Mm. Yeah. Like basically all at the same time? All at the same time, yes. Which sounds crazy, but (laughs) I think for me, I'm the type of person, like, if I'm going, it's just, like, I have the energy, I have the motivation, like, I want to keep going. Mm Because it's kind of like, you know, when you're, like, if you work out all the time, it's easy to continue working out. But if you start, stop, it's, like, harder to get back over it. So for me, I'm Mm -hmm. like, hey, I have this energy. I'm excited. I have these ideas. I'm just going to do it all together. Like, (laughs) it sounds crazy now, but I was just, like, excited. And because I give myself these deadlines... Um, like I get it done. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Some people thrive under pressure. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So wait, you said all of that started in April, right? Yes. Yes. But you moved into your house this year or did you start yep. the process? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we, it was new construction. So signed the contract in December and then closed okay. July, December last year, closed July this year. Mm. Was it one of like, was it one of the neighborhoods where like it said it was probably going to be done at one time and then construction stuff pushed it off or like, did y'all actually close and move in the time that like you initially yeah, the build, this builder was awesome because I looked at other developments and this builder was like, we're planning to close like June to August and we close in July. So yeah, hmm. there was other developments I looked at, which I'm glad I didn't go with because they literally like didn't move in like seven months. So yeah, I, I picked a really good builder and they were on, on it on the money in terms of the time frame. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like one of my husband's friends, um, whew, I think they like, thought they were going to close like end of 2020 and I don't think they close until like maybe a full year later yeah and that's the thing new construction like in the contract you give them up to two years to finish what like stressed me out a little bit which I still did pretty good it's like you know the interest rates in December 2021 were different than interest rates in you know July 2022 so that's the stressful part 
Um, and then it's like, cause I was getting all new furniture. It's like, you couldn't really order things yet because you didn't know when you were going to be closing. And so yeah. it's like, you know, when you, by the time, like, for example, ordered a refrigerator, it took like three weeks to get delivered. And I'm like, oh, I wish I would have like known that. Cause I could have like maybe ordered it earlier. So mm-hmm. that piece is stressful. But I mean, in hindsight, I don't know if I would recommend <laughs> everyone doing everything all at once. Um, but I think you have to seize the opportunity and if opportunity is there and you're motivated. I say, go for it. Ooh. When, um, when I got engaged, I was like, oh, I'm going back to school. And everyone looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? Like, are you sure you want to do this to yourself? So like when you said that you got engaged, you have a three-year-old, you bought a new house. I was like, oh my gosh. Cause I know how I felt. I like, I was extremely overwhelmed. I felt like I was always behind. But the good thing is that you said you have your calendar and like you make sure that you on point with it. So yeah. I'm like, how was that like juggling all of that? So I'm very, it's funny, my fiance calls me like rigid. <laughs> I mean, the better term is like, <laughs> like, because I have to have things done. So like, I mean, mm-hmm. in, every day on my calendar, there's something. If it's a reminder, if it's do this, do that, because that helps me plan everything because, you know, I, I don't waste the last minute. So it's bite-sized pieces. So I was like, okay, spend an hour today working on your website, an hour today working out. Like my gym and workouts are in my like my work calendar, my home calendar. And that helps me plan things out. So it's not, so it's manageable. And then looking at, okay, I have this going on in the next three months. Like what do I need to do and when? So that also helps me because it can be overwhelming. But I think also knowing, okay, my fiance travels a lot for work. You know, I have a busy schedule. So when can we get this done? When do we have the availability? And then go on from there. And one thing that I really, my friends laugh at me, but I don't know if you guys have heard of a racy. Um, it's like, and we have project management, you know, mm-hmm. roles responsibility. So I did that for my fiance. I did, I did a list of all like the wedding decisions. And I'm like, okay, do you want to be the decision maker? Do you want to be consulted? Do you want to be like informed and like write down your letter? And right. he loved it. And it works for me because I know things that I can take on. Like, for example, he's not a sweets person. So the cake is on my plate. I can design it, you know, taste it and then choose it. And it's, it's done. And so mm-hmm. that helps me. So I know things that I can make decisions on and things which is like, I need him to kind of weigh in. And so that also helps me plan because then I can structure it. Okay. If I'm up at 2 a.m. looking at cakes, I can go ahead and book it because he doesn't really need to weigh in on it. Or even right. looking at certain vendors that were really important. Um, I was doing the consultations and like, you know, I'd have a whole spreadsheet of all like my photographers, videographers and their package price, what they offer, my comments. And I showed it to him and he was like, hey, this is great. Like, this is who I like. And I'm like, cool, I like them too. Like, let's go. So I think really being structured and organized is the key because otherwise it is overwhelming. And I also, I think managing like yourself, like I know for me, if I'm not organized, then I do get overwhelmed versus if I'm organized and have things planned, then that's how I operate better. That makes sense. Yeah. How much though, would you say like in the total of wedding planning, how much do you say like you're probably planning versus your fiance? Oh, like 95% to 5%. Okay. okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was like, you know, maybe 75, 25 or. Yeah, it's all me. But he's really good about kind of, you know, understanding me and what I like and weddings. And he's like, you know, that's why I did the race. You're like, what do you want to focus mm-hmm. on? But yeah, it's it's like I include him on everything, but it's it's majority me, which is fine because 
you know, when I need him for something, he's there. He can make a decision. Mm-hmm. He can weigh in and it works. And I'm also very type A, if you haven't noticed. So I was about I like to ask, that. but I figured, yeah. <laughs> like, I like that because I'm very decisive. I'm very decisive. And so it's easy for me to do my research, figure it out and make a decision and like want to move on and take it off my plate. That's why like pretty much by May of this year, we had venue, majority of our vendors and everything booked. And I think we just booked our officiant uh, last week. Yeah, Saturday. Um, Melinda guest, you know, officiant mm-hmm. ATL, phenomenal. Um, and that was like the last piece that we needed to get done. But yeah, for me, I'm like, if I can do things ahead of schedule and I don't have to stress about it, then that works best for me. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Like, how did you find all of your vendors? So I found my venue. So interestingly, interestingly enough, one of my friends from high school brother got married at the ven- venue and I just randomly happened to see it. And I was like, I have never seen this venue before. Mm-hmm. I wanted something unique and different. And I went there and I'm like, this is absolutely gorgeous. And I mean, the biggest thing we were looking for is we wanted same space, um, ceremony reception. They have a bridal cottage, like a two-story house for the bridesmaids to get ready. There's mm-hmm. a groomsman's cottage and they have like, in-house, you know, floor and decor, in-house catering. Because again, I don't have a lot of time, so I can't do a lot of a la carte. I need like all-inclusive and I, you know, pick certain vendors and things like that. So that's really how I found that. And then the rest of my vendors, who I do. Like I'm listening to the podcast. I'm like, okay, they're great. Let me do a consultation. And I would say that's majority of my vendors. If, yeah, basically, yes. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah, that is really, really good. And yeah. I'm happy that they were all available for right. you, too. <laughs> right. But, you know, about 13 months early, they should be. <laughs> very true. Very yeah, true. definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the venue you selected oh, is so gorgeous. I, it is. I looked at it online and was like, okay, we may have to, like, if the one we're looking at, that's, like, mm-hmm. The one we ended up going with, if that didn't work out, we were definitely going to do like a tour because yeah. gorgeous and not yeah. a lot of like, it's not the like one of the popular names. Like yes. um, yeah. earlier we were talking about like some of those go-to names in the city because mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. or it's like either you've been to a wedding at these places mm-hmm. or you've seen someone's wedding. And it's right. like as big as Atlanta is. You yes. would think there's only like four or <laughs> five venues. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I like, I wanted something unique. I wanted something that was different just because, you know, yes, I am like the glam bride. So like I have the mermaid <laughs> dress and do the bridal waves and like the hair from the side part. Yes. But I also <laughs> like things that are unique and a little bit different. And so like that venue is like the perfect thing. That's like a, just a little bit different enough that even though I'm going to like probably look like every other bride, <laughs> at least the venue is going to be a little different. <laughs> You'll have your own touch on it. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, yeah. It'll be yeah. glam, but Britney glam. Yeah. Like, that's the signature. <laughs> that's the signature. <laughs> Let's go back a little bit though. Like, how did you get engaged? We haven't so heard a proposal story in a while, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a sweet story. You know, I knew he was going to ask me because he was like, what's your ring size? Okay. <laughs> like, what kind of ring do you like? And then 
you know, we were having, this was like December, 2020. He's like, okay, babe, like, I want to have like a nice dinner with you and our daughter. Like, you know, can you find some place to make reservations? And I'm just like, okay, it's coming. But, you know, mm-hmm. even though I knew it was coming, it was still very sweet because, you know, he's nervous. Even though we have a daughter together, like, I like you being nervous because it's not guaranteed. Um, but, you know, he's at dinner and just explaining how he like loves me and loves our daughter and like wants us to be together forever and just like really wants to commit to us mm-hmm. and everything. And so it was like super sweet. And I think it's so funny because, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I would have wanted something grand. But then, like, when I talk to people, these grand proposals are not planned by the fiance. They're planned by, like, the girl's mom or sister or, like, best friend. And so I'm like, we know what? I'd rather something that was, like, authentic him. And, like, he did it himself. And so just, like, a nice dinner at um, Mastro Steakhouse in D.C. So it was very sweet. Oh, that's so sweet. So sweet. And the fact that you let him, like, do it the way he wanted to do it. I I like that. Because sometimes, you know, we have, we got our ways of like, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is how we wanted to go down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And because it, it adds in, you know, his, his touch and, you know, mm-hmm. his men don't get a lot of say, unfortunately, in weddings. And so it's nice for him to be able to say, yes, I planned, you know, the proposal and decided this and picked out the ring and everything. So that, that's kind of always special. Aww. So did y'all start like planning immediately or did you kind of like bask in it a little bit? So we got engaged December 2020. I already bought my first dress like February 2020. <laughs> Side note, I'm still trying to sell that dress. So if anyone wants like a brand new with tag Martina Liana Lux dress, like Wait, it's already for Why are you. you trying to sell it? I found so the funny thing is when I went to the this was in DC, I went to the bridal shop and I was like, these are the dresses I like. I love Eva Milady. And then they show me other dresses and the thing is, like, I'm tall, so, like, proportion-wise, dresses look good on me because, like, they're they're made for, like, tall people. And so the dress looked beautiful on me, and I'm like, yes, I want to say yes. And then I'm, later on, I'm like, but that's really not the dress I wanted. Mm. And so I ended up – so we ended up just because of COVID and everything. Like, my dad's a little bit older, so we're like, well, we'll just wait to have, like, a ceremony. And so that's why we pushed it to this year. And then just really looking at the dress, I'm like, I want – that's not me. It's a pretty dress, but mm-hmm. like, I want the drama. Like I want like the long train or something like I've not seen my dress on any other like bride outside of like, um, on like the designer's page. But like, mm-hmm. I've never seen like a black bride with a dress like similar at all. So that's what also got me excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, yeah, so, I mean, just kind of like getting excited and pulling the trigger too early on a dress that I, I mean, it's beautiful, but I want, I want more. So still trying to sell that dress. <laughs> Don't worry, because I was the same way. Like, I bought a dress, and I was like, this is not what I want. Like, yes, it looked pretty on me, but this is not what I want. And I went out and bought another dress. And so I still have that one. It still has tags. So you're not the only person. You're not the only person. (laughs) has never been altered. Um, And yeah, and so just because of COVID and everything, and we had a young daughter, my dad's a little bit older. We're like, oh, let's just kind of wait to have like a ceremony. And so, you know, really looking at, you know, the landscape of things, okay, they're just going to be a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Everyone's vaccinated and boosted. So we felt comfortable with, okay, let's start planning for, you know, 2023. Yeah. Now, speaking about that, how many people are you all inviting to your wedding? Um, ideally, I want to. We want to keep it at like one twenty-five. Ooh, and that is because. So I, my mom's one of fourteen. My dad's one of six. So mm-hmm. I have like fifty first cousins, but no, they're not all coming. Um, because <laughs> I'd rather have a smaller wedding, mm-hmm. and you know, I want you know the amazing photography, amazing videography, amazing dress, amazing food. Like mm-hmm. I'd rather spend on that than just have 
you know, a cousin there that I haven't seen since they were like four, you know? Right. And so like, we want the smaller wedding and to really be like a core group of people that know us, support us, like know what's going on in our lives. Um, and so that's like our ideal, it was probably gonna end up being 125. Yeah. That's a good number though. Yeah. That is a really good number. Yeah. And really, that's really still good. like small enough where it's easy for you to go around and yes. talk yes. to everybody there, or at least yeah. take a picture, like, you know, speak to everybody yeah. and still eat your dinner. Right. Right. Cause I'm going <laughs> to eat. <laughs> I'm not going to oh, eat. I need not to eat. No, I'm eating everything. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to like, since you are very type A, mm-hmm. when it comes to like your bachelorette and like bridal mm-hmm. shower and stuff like that, are you planning any of this? Like how yes. you are? Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's so funny because someone was like, oh, you really shouldn't do it. But I know how I am. Um, right. So it's kind of funny. So one bridal shower, I'm probably going to do a virtual because I really don't care about a bridal shower. I'm just kind of like. I get it, but I don't get it. And so bachelorette party, it's going to be one or two options. We're thinking about like maybe going to Mexico for like a couple weekends, but also like depending on when Beyonce drops these Renaissance tour dates, like we may have to do like a bachelorette Beyonce event type of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Hopefully by the time this episode airs, we will yes, have visuals will. and a tour date. Yes, because we're still waiting for part two and visuals and we need a tour date. So, yes, <laughs> I'm pretty open. But, yeah, planning it. Well, I'm thinking also because, you know, I have six bridesmaids and I know all of their situations. Like, um, two other ones have kids. You know, one's married and, like, they travel for work. So, I like, I understand their situation. So, it's kind of easy for me to kind of figure out what works best for everyone. Um, and I think that's why I haven't had a lot of stress in the wedding planning because one people respect our decisions but two i'm very considerate of the people that are going to come to our wedding and so like for my bridesmaids i'm paying for like the bridal hair bridal makeup and just really trying to make it easy for them and you know they appreciate that but yeah i'm definitely planning everything i mean i have help from like other bridesmaids but in terms yeah. of like deciding things yeah that's me i'm not just going to show up with a suitcase blindfolded that's not if <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do this yeah no we're not that's so real though because like sometimes people will be like okay so my girls just asked me this or they just showed me this and i hate that like <laughs> but yeah. they you know it's like Deep down, especially yeah. like you see wedding stuff or if you haven't gone through the process, it's like in your mind, it's like, this is what she want for a bachelorette. This is what right. she want for a bridal shower. And it's like, no, Tania didn't yeah. even want a bridal shower. Mm-hmm. We yeah. gave her one and she loved it, but yeah. she didn't want one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I feel. And it's also kind of going back to like, you don't have to be traditional. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't want to have one, don't have one. If you want a co-ed, have it co-ed. Like, like my fiance's, you know, bachelor trip, it wasn't really a party because he's like, all his, like, friends are, like, married with kids, so they can't travel a lot. So it was, like, him <laughs> and a couple, I think maybe two of his um, grooms when I were single, they went to Barcelona and just did, like, a nice, you know, male trip, you know, in Spain. And so it, that's what was great for him. And so, yeah, I think it's also looking at not thinking you have to have a traditional you know, whatever event and, you know, do what you want to do. That's real. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do your bridesmaids get along? 
They do. So I'm really lucky. This is another thing. Like I, and I see these Facebook groups and someone's like, oh my gosh, I invited my cousin when we were best friends when we were little. We haven't talked in 10 years and she's like flaking out. I'm like, well, why would you invite her? Like, no, like my bridesmaids are like my close six of us. One is my sister and the other five are like my really close friends that like I have all the way from Kristen have known since eighth grade in 98 to my newer friends, Jenny, Layla and Nicole, what I met when I moved to DC in 2015. But it's mm -hmm. like, they all, um, know either each other or of each other, but like, there's no one that's completely on an Island alone that hasn't met the rest of them. And so, and they're all like amazing, phenomenal women. If they weren't, they would not be my bridesmaids. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> they're fantastic. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I'm still just processing the fact that like you're you're basically doing all of this like in such a compact timeline. Like yeah. when did you even like fit in the timing to like look for houses <laughs> in this process? So that was like last like November, maybe uh, September, November. And so like I said, I went to the contract in December. So like I was like free then. <laughs> so it was just like just working, looking, you know, for houses. But I think, you know, if you're intentional about your time and again, I'm very like, okay, I'll spend two hours doing this, two hours doing that. You can fit it in mm -hmm. because people like people like to say, oh my gosh, Beyonce has 24 hours in a day. Yeah. But Beyonce also has chefs and nannies. Like she's not washing dishes. She's not cleaning. Yeah, right. she has a whole team. Exactly. Like, entertainment, y'all. Walgreens, right. And so for <laughs> everyone else that doesn't have a lot of help, you really have to figure out what you're doing. And even looking at the time spent, because I look at, I'm spending two hours on Netflix. Okay, I could spend that hour doing something else and then maybe an hour on Netflix. And so it's really like mm -hmm. looking at your day because we people spend a lot of time on strolling or streaming. So just be mm -hmm. disciplined about your time. Um, but also I do want to point out that you you can have it all, quote unquote, but no, it's not all at the same time. Like one of my friends mm -hmm. said a really good point. Like you may be an A plus mother that day, but you may be a D wife. You know, you may be a A plus employee that day, but you may be a C mom. So it's never, you're never going to be like A plus across the board. It's just mm -hmm. having balance enough to know you know, like, you know, man, okay, I have this project coming up at work. You know what? My daughter's going to have to watch Bluey with a juice box and I'm just going to be typing away. You know? <laughs> That's what works. And so it's really just balancing overall. Like, it, don't think that you're going to be amazing with everything because you're not. That's not realistic. But it's just over, if, at the end of the week, you're like, you feel good. You got your work done. You, your children are still alive and fed and well. <laughs> you know, you and your fiance are still talking. You may have got a workout or two in. You ate some vegetables, drank some water. That's the eight week. So <laughs> like that's how I look at it. I look at kind of overall, like at the end of the week, how am I doing? Um, because sense. there's sometimes that I'm like, I don't have time to read her story or I don't have time to, let's say, really, you know, sit down with my fiance and kind of go over the, our days. But it's just like overall, if I feel like my average is pretty good, that's that's kind of what you have to think about. Because if you think you're going to be amazing at everything all at once, like you're going to fail because that's just not possible. Do you have like a mental limit though of like, okay, I've been doing so much here. I feel like I need to, you know, spend more time with my fiance or like mm -hmm. do something with my daughter. Like yeah. what's kind of that mental kind of flag for you that tells you, yeah. okay. So I think the thing is if I start to feel overwhelmed, I know something's out of balance. 
And so because I do plan my schedule so much, if I start to feel stressed, I'm like, okay, something's off. And so Mm -hmm. I will kind of reset and kind of remove some things. The biggest thing that's helpful for me, honestly, is working out. Like the happiest I am in my life is when I'm physically active. And so that helps me kind of focus and be balanced and help me go like the rest of the day. But there are definitely times where I'm sitting there and I'm just like, my eyes are like shaking. I can't focus. I need to take a break. And that's when I know, okay, let me take a quick nap, decompress, and then figure out where I'm missing on certain things. And that's when I'm like, okay, well, if I plan to do, you know, build my website, I can't be, you know, rewatching all these wedding videos until 2 a.m., even though they're all beautiful. Like, I need to cut that out. <laughs> Um, so really just taking, and I'm, I'm a big person, like, yes, I work in clinical research. There are some medicines that are needed for certain diseases, but I'm also very holistic. So I'm mm-hmm. like, if I have a headache, I'm like, okay, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry, I'm tired. So really making sure, you know, you're eating right, you know, you're drinking enough water, like making sure you as a body is in a good space. So that way, like your mind can be in a good space too. So mm-hmm. again, it's really looking at overall how you are, um, because if you're stressed out, your body's going to show it. And you may ignore it, ignore it, ignore it until something happens. And so I'm always in tune to how I'm feeling, how I'm thinking. And if I need to take a break, I do. It's like the, you can't put on somebody else's air mask, you know, the little plane. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. 100%, yes. And I tell that to people a lot. Like, And also you can't pour from an empty cup, you know, mm-hmm. so like make sure. Mm-hmm. And that's even in relationships, like I'm a better mom if i'm a better me i'm a better fiance if i'm a better me first and so that goes with everything and so i think that's what unfortunately black women we don't take care of ourselves as much as we need to and should but that needs to be the first and foremost who we're taking care of first Mm -hmm. yeah now what do you do for like a form of self-care like i know you said exercise but what else do you do exercise facials um (laughs) mostly that i don't like a lot of massages that I'm like you touched. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are they doing? But yeah, to me, like lifting weights and uh, I do like to be creative. So not so much now, but I would paint just kind of write poetry, but that kind of kind of takes me away from things, but also lets me still be creative so that when I have to do something, like I have my juices flowing. But yes, yeah, self-care for me is really just taking that time to nurture my passions and nurture myself, whatever side that is. I like that. Yeah. That's really good, especially because doing all of the things can be stressful at a time. But wedding planning in itself, that mm-hmm. can that can be a whole bear. Um, <laughs> so making sure that you I mean, the fact that you're already very intentional about your time anyway, yeah. and like make sure you put in time to do all these things. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important because yeah. I could tell you I need to go walk 30 minutes on the treadmill but am i (laughs) (laughs) the trick is so i can work out in the mornings only like if it's afternoon Mm. i'm not working out like i can't do nighttime because i'm like well i need to eat for energy and then i'm like well i need to let my food digest before i work out and then it's like Mm -hmm. well i just need to go to bed so it's like Mm -hmm. also knowing Mm -hmm. yourself and like figuring out how to fit that in um but I think something that also kind of just I've noticed just I, I love the episode you had about bridal regrets. And I remember one bride was saying that her wedding planner was supposed to reach out to like the venue was supposed to reach out to like a live painter and like never did. I was like in my skin. I'm like, there's no way like I would have let <laughs> let that be up to somebody else. But it's kind of like that because you have to think about it like 
your wedding is only a priority for you. It's not a wedding. It's not a priority for your vendors, wedding planners, Mm -hmm. anyone else. So like if something's important to you, then like take ownership of it. But I think also being intentional about the decisions that we make. Like there are some vendors that where you submitted inquiries for, like never followed up or we had a consultation, never heard from them again. I'm not chasing you. Like I'm going with the people that are talking, communicating with me, things like that. So that also helps cut out the stress because I'm not stressed about you not responding to an email or not picking up. I didn't select you. So I think also, but I learned that from you guys' podcast, but also just learning about even with your bridesmaids, groomsmen, don't pick someone, you know, is flaky, you know, don't pick someone that, you know, is a consultant and they're gone all the time, or they're like right in med school and they're busy. And so it's really being intentional about your decisions because that could help shape the outcome. So I think a lot of people, one thing that maybe because I'm a little bit older, I'm not trying to please anybody else for this wedding. It's a mm-hmm. wedding for myself, my fiance to celebrate our love, our family, our, you know, our daughter, and we're making decisions. I'm not, I mean, I'm being considerate of people, but I'm not basing decisions based on other people. I'm not letting people like sway. Like nobody's really coming to me like, Hey, you should do this. I think cause they know me first of all, um, <laughs> like that wouldn't fly, but also I'm not asking a bunch of people a lot of opinions. So then I'm not inviting them into the decision-making. So I think really also being intentional about how you're planning and managing your expectations will also help mitigate a lot of stress. You said something there that you're not trying to impress anybody. Like this is not for y'all. This is for us, mm-hmm. you know? And I think a lot of, a lot of brides, like they feel a little guilty, you know? And it's like, okay, like I'll, okay, I'll listen to you. You know, like, okay, mama, what do you want? Like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, and so. And, and with that, and it's a little bit challenging. Cause I think about, you know, why we're seeing a lot of these, I want to say over the top, but like you see amazing black weddings. When you think about it, like my parents got married at a courthouse, you know what I mean? So our you know, parents, mm-hmm. grandparents didn't really get these lavish weddings. You know, they didn't have the money we had or the access and things like that. So I think this is also like a celebration for like the families too. But I think some people go a little bit overboard by trying to include, you know, too many people. And, it's, and instead they kind of lose sight of themselves. So I get the wanting to include the family and the parents because they may not have been able to have this. But I think it's also important to, but that's in general, just set boundaries. Like you just have to set boundaries with people, but I understand definitely where that comes from. Oh, for sure. And I think for some too, because especially if they're not a hundred percent financing their wedding themselves, mm-hmm. once you start getting the money from your parents, mm-hmm. grandparents, whomever, you're getting their opinions too. And yeah. by some of it, it's kind of like, okay, well, if you accepted that five mm-hmm. or $10,000, yeah. You kind of gotta let them add them yeah. twenty people to the guest list, right. or you right. know. Let <laughs> <laughs> me tell you what it's supposed to look like. So exactly, yeah. exactly. But yeah, but that that was a great point though about like basically because we're now at the point of like we're able to do things that like our parents weren't able to do, grandparents, et cetera, et cetera. So that may lend itself to why we have glam weddings or like the way we go all out when it comes to like our wedding or even now like baby showers or looking or first birthday parties are looking like five thousand ten thousand dollar events like but yeah (laughs) it's like because we're now able to financially express ourselves in a way that um historically we just haven't been able to right oh you're right about the baby showers and, and then of course like the first birthdays, like everyone is hiring like event planners and I'm like, dang, yes. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta save up money for that too. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, at the end of the day, the baby doesn't remember. So it's for the parents. You know That's what I mean? That's what I say. 
So, it, yeah, it's just, but, you know, again, it's like, I can't knock people. Like, if you have the money for it and you want to do it, you know, do Go it. Go for you it. Know? But to me, yeah, someone was, like, talking about they were hiring an event planner for a baby shower. I'm like, really? Like, we had ours at Copeland's Restaurant. We had the <laughs> I did the little balloon arch and everything myself. We had a cake made. Everyone had a blast. Like, right. like it wasn't that serious. But, you know, but again, I, I get people wanting to celebrate. And I think... The problem is when people try to, oh, I want that, but then not understanding, well, that was a $10,000 bridal shower. And they're like, well, I'll just DIY it. Mm-hmm. You can't DIY a $10,000 bridal shower. You know what I mean? And so I think certain people have to understand that what things cost and also manage their expectations. But I mean, I'm I'm not a big, my fiance would disagree. I'm not like a huge spender because I think about what the what else am I paying for, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, I mean, there's this designer, the dresses are gorgeous. I just, I'm not going to pay $15,000 for a dress. Like, that's my, that's my limit, you know? <laughs> um, but some people, that's what they want to do. And I say, go for it. But, you know, make sure that you're not serving people chicken nuggets and fries at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Like you had me show up in my black tie. <laughs> you said on that QI do podcast that it's gonna be a glam way. Right. <laughs> But everyone's um, definition of a glam wedding is different. So that is you know. true too. Yeah, <laughs> true. It is not the same across the board by all yeah. means. Wow. Oh my gosh. So what are you looking forward to like at your wedding? Like the reception or the ceremony? Like what are you most excited about? I'm excited about everything. So whenever you have like a vision and it all comes together, like I'm just excited about just like you know, walking down the aisle, seeing everything, just being in my dress with my hair and makeup done. And just like, we have a couple, like we're gonna have a harpist play at the ceremony and we have like a surprise at the reception. So just kind of seeing everything all come together. Cause it's like, I have my little, my little vision board and my little um, folder thing, my dress, the food, the floor, like, cause you have a vision in your mind. And just when yeah. it all comes together, that's what's exciting to me. So, and of course, marrying my fiance, of course, but of course. <laughs> because it really is this thing you've been like working towards and so to see it all come together it's like that is happening at the same time you're marrying the love of your life at the same time you're celebrating with your closest family and friends it's like the best situation you know like it's just so many amazing great things all at once so it could also be very overwhelming but in a good way yeah in a very good way for your honeymoon, are y'all going away immediately? Have y'all already planned it? Are you still trying to figure that out? Yeah, we're still figuring out different locations. The The challenging part is my fiance has been to 50 countries. And so it's like finding somewhere he hasn't been. <laughs> and then the timing wise. So ideally, we would want to leave like maybe a day or so after the wedding. But then people are like, you may want to go somewhere local to decompress for a few days and like Mm -hmm. then go. So we're still trying to figure out the timing. Um, But yeah, we're definitely looking at a couple of um, like maybe Phuket, Thailand, maybe Maldives, maybe Greece, just picking out places that um, because I want relaxation. I want like Mm -hmm. beach, just just chill. It's really just kind of looking at those different opportunities. But yeah, we're still trying to figure out the timing wise, really. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah you I definitely a... need that after after the yeah. wedding. Yeah, um, yeah, because it's a lot. Definitely, I would say maybe a day, or maybe, yeah. or maybe two. You know, 
Um, Especially if you're doing something like the same, like a post something no, right no, after. No, okay, nope, y'all aren't. Nope, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> nope. I, so I love Daz. I love her episode. I follow her on TikTok and she's like, should I do like a, you know, a wedding, like a next day brunch? And I'm like, that mm-hmm. sounds amazing. But I also know myself and I'm like, I don't want to have to get right. up. Like, where, where are we going to host it? Like, I have to organize it. So, no. I just, again, managing myself and the stress, nothing. Mm-hmm. No. We had fun at the wedding. You see the videos. You know, go ahead and get your own get your own brunch. No, that's very real. Um, I saw that TikTok from Jazz, too, and I was just like, ooh, that could just be a lot to even just try to plan. You know, mm-hmm. like, all, like, I think sometimes, too, like, that's the good and bad with social media. Cause like you see stuff and then it's like, Ooh, well, I want to do that. I want to have a welcome event. I want to have a post event. And it's like, sometimes you just got enough energy to do the, <laughs> the wedding or like have somebody else handle. Cause like for yeah, like y'all's I, event, that wasn't on y'all. That was like well, your parents. Well, yeah. But then also because I'm Liberian, it's also definitely a tradition that we do. Um, and so like, I knew that that was, going to happen but i just told my parents like hey like i don't want to be involved in a planning so y'all got mm-hmm. this and so um <laughs> but yeah but like this is just a thing that like every family does you know so after yeah, sure. a huge wedding then like the next day we always have like a barbecue or you know like we Some have sort of like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i like, actually like the idea though huh did you yeah. have to like wake up early because i just don't want to have to like you wake up early for the bride you know the wedding you're probably been stressed out waking up early the week before like i just want to mm-hmm. sleep in the next day mm-hmm. like, um, about. did you wake up early did you feel like you had to like get makeup done again no oh no 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 um i think it started before i think my parents they told everyone like we'll start at 10 and then, um, so we probably didn't get to the house till about like one. Like, yeah, I was tired, but I was also like excited to see everyone because I didn't really get to see a lot of people at my wedding. I mean, of course I saw them, but I didn't really get a chance to, you know, like, talk to them. Um, cause we had a huge wedding. I think we had like two, we're like close to 250 at our wedding. So, wow. oh mm-hmm. my so I wasn't able to touch everyone, you know? And so, like, that next day, you know, my parents were like, you know, hey, if you're around, um, you know, go ahead and pull up. And so, you know, I was able to talk to people that I didn't get a chance to, you know, like, say hey to and, like, thank them for coming and thank them for their gift and stuff like that. So, um, honestly, I mean, if you have someone else, you know, like, doing all the planning for that part, then I would say go ahead and do it. Remember, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have anybody else plan it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> no, but for all the other brides yeah. out there that's thinking yeah, of yeah. having like a post yeah. post event, then you know, like just have someone yeah. else plan it because it's a lot to plan. You know, at the wedding and then like the um, rehearsal dinner and all that. Like it's mm-hmm. a lot. So that's mm-hmm. true. I have a friend that um, got married five six years ago, but they did what basically you were advised to do. So after their wedding, I think. They say they got married on a Saturday. I think Sunday evening, they said they headed to like Columbus just to decompress. Um, And then I think a few days after that, like they just did that for a little bit. And then they had their like honeymoon, I think like a month or so later, like close to Thanksgiving or close to Christmas or something like that. Um, But it was more for them to just like 
relax because when they um, they're like, we were so exhausted because you're just going and going and so many family members come into town that they're like, when we first got to um, wherever the hotel was, they're like, we just slept. <laughs> we slept for like 12 hours straight because we were just so exhausted. Like we couldn't even do anything. Like maybe woke up to eat, <laughs> but really just like slept that whole time. And it's like, that is so true. Like I remember when we got back because we like had to check out the hotel the next day. Once we finally got back to the house, I think we got back in time because I was like, we need to make sure we're home in time before football starts. We got back in time, had the game on, maybe watched the one o'clock games and then was out. Like I remember I think Ed went and took a nap during the like four o'clock games. I probably nodded like on and off, like on the couch was like, you're just so exhausted from, and we didn't even do like a welcome event. We had the rehearsal dinner in the actual thing, you know, like, yeah. So yeah. To all the, all the girls listening that are like, going to do the marathon of events power to you, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the Indian culture, they do it like a whole week. A three day so. thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I mean, if it's tradition, then hey, yeah. Well, I'll say Indian, African, and maybe Asian. You know, I don't want to leave them out too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) What have you learned about yourself throughout this process? That I thrive when I'm organized. Mm. Um, that's the biggest thing for me and that I love, like, I love the creative aspect of like the wedding. So like thinking about the design and the floor. And so even though like I'm, my job is like science, like I need a creative outlook. So even I was joking with someone, I said, maybe I'll be like a bridal consultant after my wedding (laughs) or something, but (laughs) I just love the creativity. So if I can kind of have the the science piece and be creative in whatever aspect, like that's what I love. And again, just I thrive whenever I'm like organized because that way I got to hold space for everything in my life. That makes sense. So what would you advise the girls out there? Like from everything that you have done up until this point, how would you encourage them to plan? Yes. So with weddings, most people have never had like professional photography, videography, makeup or whatever. So the first thing before you figure out a date, a venue, look and see what things cost. Because I think the number one issue I see brides are like, oh my gosh, I want to invite 200 people, but my decor budget is like 2000 And we're like, you're going to have paper on floors. <laughs> like you're going to be making those paper snowflakes. And so- Really look and see how much stuff costs in general and then come up with your budget and then go from there because that's going to save a lot of heartache down the line. Because if you want to invite 200 people, but you don't have a budget to feed and have the tables and the space, like don't invite 200 people. But I think people get ahead of themselves by like getting excited. But like, first of all, just kind of do a pick with in your area, what vendors cost, like, or the look, whatever look you're going for. And figure out kind of what costs are associated with that. Then figure out what your budget is for your wedding. And then start you know, narrowing down your venue and your things. I mean, a lot of women are like, oh, I want to get you know engaged on a certain date, which I get is sentimental. But, you know, if your date's like July 4th, like you're going to be playing premium prices for everybody. You know what I mean? Or like you want to get married on Christmas Day? Yeah, people are not going to be available. So I think really 
looking to see just just a general overview of what things cost and figure out your budget and then go from there because that's what really helped us out by understanding the price of things are what we wanted what was important and just being flexible so i think that's like the biggest advice i can give in terms of like wedding planning that price is definitely like important to know mm-hmm. um and i think now especially after our, our um I think we've had like two budget episodes. Mm-hmm. I think like people are now like realizing, okay, like what I thought this costs, it is not that price. Um, right. I think mm-hmm. as time goes on, things are going to get even more expensive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Budget, budget, budget. Yeah. And then just advice about like, I would say like career balancing and all career. I'm really a big mm-hmm. proponent of like career navigation. Um, and so two, two nuggets, you know, one, have a strategy, whatever you want to do. Like if you want to grow in your role, what does that look like? Um, look at other opportunities at other companies. Like I was very strategic in where I work now because of the benefits, um, the total compensation. We have stock, we have equity, we have bonuses because that's going to help pay for the wedding. So really look at opportunities. Um, but another big piece is always have a mentor and a sponsor. So a mentor is someone that knows like your strengths and weaknesses. Um, they can help guide you on certain things, but you also want to have, and they could be like maybe the next level up from your position. So have a sponsor because a sponsor, there's someone that's only going to know like your strengths, but because what people don't realize, they say, oh, it's like who you know. No, it's who knows you. So your sponsor is someone higher up that are in these rooms having these conversations that could bring your name up. And that's honestly how I've been able to move up in my roles because mm-hmm. I've had mentors and sponsors that are speaking for me. Hey, you know what? And also like speaking what you want, having those conversations. I want to do this. I want to do that. So you can get those opportunities because, you know, when people talk about how can you manage everything in the course of a year, I've increased my base salary over $40,000. And like my bonus structure is, is my bonus is going to be like insane because I've increased my salary. But I was very intentional about those things. And by having the mentors, having the sponsorship, um, that's definitely helped me. So that's also helped me balance everything because I'm strategic in our finances and we save and we invest. And that's another thing, you know, Blacks don't really talk about a lot. Like, don't just settle for the job you have. Like, if you can go for more, ask for more. You know, take on more responsibility. If you have a business idea, you know, go for it. That could be extra money coming in on the side. So I think another big piece is like for your career, really take command of that and then look and see how you can always elevate yourself. That was really, really good. It's a whole other episode, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Brittany, you want to come back and talk about that? <laughs> like, <laughs> realistic with people, like, how can you do everything? It's like finance is a big part of that. And so my fiance are like, how can we make more money? And it's like, okay, how can we elevate ourselves in the roles we currently are? And what does that look like? Um, and I can tell people, like, when you're looking at, don't just think you have one path. Like, even clinical research, like, we have, you know, statisticians, if you like math. We have, you know, nurses, physicians. We have scientists. We have creative people for marketing. And so it's like, mm-hmm. you could be on a path where you're making twice as what you thought you could because you, you know, maybe going to a small marketing agency. Now you got a pharma and marketing is worldwide. You're making a lot more money. You know what I mean? So I always tell right. people, like, open your eyes to opportunities. And that's a big way because a lot of people are like, well, 
um, you know, why would you spend that money on a wedding when you could buy a house? Like, well, we're doing both. And, you know, this is how we're doing it. And I think it's important for people to know that you can absolutely elevate yourself and your career and your finances by, like, just being strategic, looking at opportunities, having those mentors, having those sponsors, and really asking for what you want. That was really good advice. Yeah. It really was. <laughs> yeah. We may have to call you back for that. Yes, episode absolutely. <laughs> like, how do you mean a wedding? <laughs> I mean, yeah, because a lot of people don't even think about that. Like, I remember we had one bride, and I can't remember her name right now, um, but she was like, yeah, in order to pay for our wedding, like, I'm like, I got, like, two extra jobs, and, like, her mm-hmm. husband got another job, and it's like, some people can't do that. So, like, how can you make more money in the job that you have, Yes, you know? Yes. And so, like, you just gave us the keys <laughs> and how to but do it's that. Very, so. It's easier to grow in your role a lot of times and get something outside, and, mm-hmm. you know, Salaries are negotiable, um, bonuses are negotiable, stock is negotiable. So Mm -hmm. those are the big pieces that they're out there. Like they're companies that, like I said, you get stock, you know, big bonuses, salaries. And so that's out there. And a lot of times people aren't looking at, because maybe instead of getting a second job, can you ask your boss for a raise? How how long has it been since you had a raise? Can you go for a promotion? And like people sometimes forget about, you know, sometimes you can extend where you are in your day job and as opposed to like, because I can't, I can't do DoorDash at night. Like, I have, you know, I have a child, you know yeah, what I mean? Right, like, yeah. right. That's not, or people, you know, some people already work 12 hour days. They don't want to mm-hmm. attack one another three, four hours. And so really looking right. at where you are in your career and how can you maximize that? I say always look at that first. And if you can't do that, then maybe look at other things. But just because realistically, you're going to burn yourself out and talk about being stressed and overwhelmed. If you're working mm-hmm. a full-time job and a side job mm-hmm. on the weekend and, you know, that's that's just a recipe for disaster. But I understand people have to do it. But I circle back to look at your budget at first and don't try <laughs> to have, you know, 3,000 people at a wedding, you know, on a holiday, you know, with all these top vendors, if you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Think outside the box, you yeah. know, but be realistic. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, no, but like get creative, but don't. Yeah. 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 I mean, because, like, maybe you don't get married at the venue. Maybe you get married at the church, you know, and have, like, a little, you know, I don't know, like a outdoor reception or something like that. Yeah, you know, like, thinking the outside vi- the box, you know? Yeah, like, maybe the venue isn't that beautiful, but the photographer knows how to yeah. capture yes. anything. Because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's the key. Yes. You know, that's you got to do a photographer, you're good. It doesn't yeah. matter where you get married. Yeah, and it's, you don't always it. have, to have the most expensive dress if you get it altered and tailored to fit you. Like True. my mm-hmm. biggest pet peeve is, you know, if you want to order from the vendor online, that's great. Have someone actually, because nothing is better than a nice dress that fits the bride's body. Like yeah. that's yeah. amazing. And so really even looking at that, if you want to save on a dress, great, but no, you have to make an investment other places. And so mm-hmm. there's always ways, like I read someone was doing, instead of a sit down dinner, they were doing like 20 past appetizers as dinner, like a whole dessert bar. And that was great for them. And, you know, um, really save them that much money, but it's just kind of, <laughs> right. <obvious>. right. <laughs> <laughs> like a little different, but, um, right. but yeah, again, I think just being, but that's in general, just be realistic about your budget, what you want to have. You know, if you, I don't necessarily push it out a year because again, if you don't know how to save, 
this year and you don't try to do better, you're not going to be able to save next year. So that's another right. thing people have to look yeah. at. Like, oh, we'll just push it out two years, but then two years and you still don't have any money. Like that wasn't a, a time issue. It was a budgeting issue on your end. So I think also, but this is a great conversation to have with your fiance is like budget and finances because you'll have to mm-hmm. talk about that and live that when you're married. So that's a great way to start. If you guys haven't out there talked about financing and budget and knowing you guys save, you guys spend, like have that conversation because if not, it's not going to go well wedding wise, but even like marriage wise. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to move into the wedding vendor love. Brittany, yeah. who would you like to shout out this week? My vendor love is going to be Love in Motion Films, our videographer based here in Atlanta, but also travels everywhere. I absolutely love how they capture film, how they add the music to it, and it tells a story. And even more so, I loved when I was doing the consultations, Alex was always available to answer my questions and kind of guide me even before I'd book them. So that's something that that I absolutely um, love and appreciate, and I'm really excited to work with them. And they really do great. They do. They really do. Yeah. So, Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? I would like to shout out a Minnesota-based wedding videography and photography company called Zandali Weddings. It is owned by a husband and wife that really do really beautiful work. I think wedding videography is very important and is sometimes underappreciated. And I think there's just nothing better than just great wedding videos, whether it's, you know, the highlights or raw footage, what have you. Um, so if you are in the Minnesota area in need of a photographer and or a videographer, please check out ZandaliWeddings.com or Zandali Media. Zandali is spelled Z-A-N-D-O-L-E-E-M-E-D-I-A. Or if you're looking at the website, Z-A-N-D-O-L-E-E-W-E-D-D-I-N-G-S.com. Who are you shouting out this week, Tania? Yeah, so this week I am shouting out, not a vendor, but I'm shouting out the Bougie Grazer. It is owned by Chandra Turner, who has created workshops in how to make a charcuterie board. And so she comes and she does tutorials and she does workshops um, basically she'll come to your place and, you know, she'll have all the food and you can bring champagne. So I feel like she is providing this experience. And, you know, we all know that, you know, everyone loves a good charcuterie board. So if you want to book her services, definitely look her up. You can find her on Instagram at the bougie grazer v and then b-o-u-g-i-e-g-r-a-z-e-r or you can find her um, online at the bougiegrazer.com she's located in atlanta metro area perfect um well where can people find you if they want to follow you if they want to listen to your podcast if they want to follow your businesses all of the things you have going on so you can find me on Instagram at with my beautiful B. That's a throwback to Jay-Z and Beyonce. <laughs> um, <laughs> businesses, you can do mylactationnavigation.com. That's when you can find our online courses on the website. Also, same name for Instagram, TikTok, even though I haven't updated that in a while. And also our podcast is My Lactation Navigation on Google Podcasts. Okay, just do Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and you'll find it. <laughs> 
And then stay tuned for my postpartum navigation coming soon. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for Yes, me. thank you. Thank you. This was so such a fun like conversation. I definitely want to bring you back to have yes. that that like the the money, the, money, the, yes. corporate, the career, the like the career, because <laughs> that, that is just as important while yeah. you're navigating the wedding planning process, and even mm-hmm. when you're on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also after your wedding, we want to know how it was. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Did my vision come together? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You ever wanted to find anyone that has ever been shouted out on the show and all 300 plus wedding vendors that have been shouted out, which is a wild to even think of, but you will be able to find them on find.huidu.com. So if you don't remember what we said, or you're listening to an episode later and you want to look that person up, or maybe you don't remember how to spell their name or what have you, you can always go there and easily find them. So just a little mental note. But Tania, where can people find us? You can find us on whoido.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. And you can find Ashley at Demi Tasha on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Bell Sari on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again. We'll be back. See y'all next week. <laughs>